Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, this is Emma, production and experience director at the Webby Awards. You might remember me from the old ads, but I'm back. Are you as impressed by the work of the Webby winners as we are? The work honored at the Webby Awards is changing the future of the internet, and you can have access to all the deets behind it. Sign up to the Webby Gallery and Index to uncover insights, inspiration, and trends for your work or just for fun. You'll get the ability to discover innovative projects from around the world that are awesome online, a database of credits to check out who made all that groundbreaking digital work, Trends and insights not available outside of our database, including major categories like fashion, sports, and social, and the advanced power of search. So if you're ahead of us and want to find something we didn't mention, you can do that too. Make sure you're in the know and sign up for free at the top of our page at webbyawards.com. From the Webby Awards, I'm David Michelle Davies. This is the Webby Podcast. Design is love made visible. Great ideas need brilliant execution. Make something wonderful. Thank you. Creativity is born from constraints. Hey there and welcome back. Since the onset of the pandemic, a lot has changed about the internet and how we use it. One of the most meaningful things is the reemergence and importance of where it all begins, the website. To provide us easy platform to shop for groceries, find inspiration for DIY projects, attend our favorite festival that was canceled, and connect with communities of all kinds around the world. All of this has meant that businesses and creators around the world have leaned into digital experiences in ways they never previously needed to, and in many cases to save their businesses and livelihood. My next guest and her team are leading the charge on hosting these digital experiences and websites and helping businesses take them to the next level. Heather Brunner is the CEO and chair of WP Engine, the leading WordPress digital experience platform. During the pandemic, WP Engine has met the real-time needs of brands and businesses that were forced to pivot to online-only operations by taking on new product demands. Heather and WP Engine are also a longtime sponsor and partner of the Webby Awards. As the CEO of a thousand-person technology company that supports one of the open web's biggest platforms, WordPress, I have long wanted to have Heather on the show. We start off talking about some of the industries that pivoted the most quickly to digital at the onset of COVID last year. This year has been one like no other, and just really it's been all about speed. People have been in a push to get their brand and I would also say their humanity online in a time when it's been very challenging, even ourselves as WP Engine, we took a philosophy which was really kind of protect the house. And so how do we protect our employees? How do we protect our customers? And how do we protect our business so that we can protect those first two really well? And I think mm. many other businesses were in that same posture in those early days of the spring when the pandemic first hit. And um, we saw just a massive influx 
of companies and businesses and entrepreneurs coming to us saying, I have to quickly pivot my business online in order to protect it or seize an opportunity, you know, that the pandemic is, is presenting. And so I think for us, you know, like many, if you think about protecting your, your employees, it's all about communication, collaboration. How do you shift from mostly an office analog to a virtual analog through things like intranets, um, you know, employee kind of community, kind of like water cooler sites, how you're kind of pushing out communications out to your customers and really talking about your products, your offerings in new ways um, for them to experience it using things like video, like never before we've seen, you know, people who were dabbling started to, you know, really start to see that they had to really bring that face and voice alive through video communication online. And then in terms of, you know, really then protecting your business, seeing a lot of businesses have to shift very, very quickly around their products and offerings to, to online, whether that be, you know, fitness studios, faith communities, restaurants, and just this, you know, massive shift to just wanting to make sure that they're, they had a digital presence of some kind and using WordPress as a way that is very, creates incredible ease and speed to getting your voice online. And so we felt very fortunate to be in a position to help so many businesses and help our customers in a very difficult time. And what we've seen over this last particularly 12 months is this kind of rise of some very significant winners um, online and WordPress being one of them and the other one being Shopify uh, with Mm. a massive acceleration of adoption of digital where you see ease and again that speed um, you see winners. What we've seen is with WordPress um, and for us as WP Engine as a WordPress you know kind of focused expert and tech, you know, technology company is now this pivotal shift around sites that have been built with no CMS historically have been the, the leading uh, way sites were built. And now as we're entering 2021, WordPress has overtaken that. So of, you know, of all sites in the world, now 39.5% of all sites are using WordPress and that's now overtaken sites using no CMS or custom built sites, which is now about 38% of the web. And then the other big grower in terms of, of sites during this time has been Shopify with a massive push towards e-commerce and just, you know, overall kind of online retail experiences. So for us, you know, it's been a, a time to be in a place where, you know, we have products, services, the expertise, and we've been really leaning in to try to help people to seize, you know, how, how do they, again, protect themselves, protect, you know, protect their employees and protect their business during this time. So you mentioned a few industries there that you, you felt like you'd, you'd helped with a lot or that you saw a lot of change. You said fitness studios, uh, restaurants, faith communities, of those or others, were there any industries that, you know, sort of like if we're going to rewind back to April or March or April when all this change started happening, were there any industries that were particularly fast at adapting and, and sort of impressed you, not just on a customer level, but sort of like on a, on a market level? And, uh, you know, I can ask it again after the same question. Are there any industries that you saw that were, partic- had re- were really challenged in making those changes? Yeah, I would say... Um... 
one of the industries, and if you think about it kind of like, you know, the human, the human need to eat, the, the food, water, shelter uh, you saw was, I, what was I was really impressed by is the massive push to online groceries and kind mm-hmm. of the whole kind of, I would say the restaurant industry in terms of a shift, but we've seen a massive push to online grocery shopping in, and just, you know, I think this, we've seen that happen, you know, it's small scale as well as to large scale. One of our big customers in Australia is Metcash. They're a, a supplier to a lot of the mom and pop family owned independent groceries. And they had to basically within seven days went from we've got a, how are we going to supply and, and communicate with our customers to putting a, a full, you know, online shopping and kind of distribution site online on our platform. And so that was one that I think was, has been extremely impressive. I would say the other one we've seen is really related to customers who are really trying to get their brand out in terms of giving back and social justice type of sites. And that's another, I was going to say in an industry, but just in general was very impressive to see how, you know, people really rallied to give back early in the pandemic to how they rallied their employees, how they rallied their customers and their communities to, to quickly put up, you know, fundraising, cause-based sites to help, um, you know, give back into communities and, and places that they felt like really uh, spoke to their employees and to their purpose. I would say in terms of from uh, more challenging, just trying to think about who didn't really rise to the occasion, but I would say that perhaps for me, one of the things that's disappointing to see um, so far is how we haven't really risen to the, to the challenge related to health care and you know, thinking about how we could have, what could we have done differently in terms of preparations around you know, the, the push to the vaccine, um, education about COVID, how we could get, distribute that. And I think that it was probably some of the haves and have nots around government and you know, local and regional sites that could have gone moved faster to educate and, and um, inform the public. Well, as you were sort of talking about the the grocery chain in or the supplier to grocery stores in Australia, and I'm, I'm sure this is is yeah, not to not to sort of at all pick on them. I think this is probably somewhat common across that industry and many industries. It's also kind of amazing that it took 2020 pandemic to actually instigate some of this change. I mean, I guess I would imagine whether it's them or other other firms, I guess they were just using more analog systems of like call orders or emailing or something like that, I would imagine, right? They were, they were. And I think that again, like you see, like we had already been working with a lot of other leaders in the space around making the shift to online shopping. But I think part of it was this forcing function for consumer, you know, readiness and prepared, you know, kind of the, just having that be part of what they're ready to accept. And I think with the pandemic and with, we saw, you know, shortages and all different kinds of things happening, particularly early around commodity items, it was interesting how people had to really just, you know, quickly adapt their behavior. And we've seen customers, for example, here, one of our, another grocery customer that of ours, we're really proud to, to host is um, HEB, which is, had already been a leader around online shopping, online, you know, shopping and delivery. And so, you know, I agree with you, Dave, Michelle, it's it's unfortunate, but sometimes, you know, necessity is the mother of invention and also necessity pushes us to, you know, kind of new, new norms in, in, or how we use digital and our behavior online. 
Yeah, and I raise it. It's it's not again. It's not at all to pick on anybody for not having made the cha made changes. I mean, people make changes when, as you're saying, when they need to make changes, and often, you know, we are all at the mercy of our users, and and sometimes that's the mercy of their demands, and sometimes it's the mercy of their unwillingness to change. And me being one of those users, sometimes on many things, who doesn't want change? So, uh, not at that's all right. a judgment thing, but um, just to kind of note that, I mean, I bring it up specifically because, you know, I think this goes with you too. You've been at WP Engine, I think since at least 2013, right? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Almost, yeah, eight years. Yeah. So, so I'm sure you've seen something similar to what we've seen here at the Webbies and our listeners have seen, which is you watch this like decades long, if not longer, sort of march through interneticizing the world. And you think that everything has been digitized, interneticized, whatever you want to think. But then you keep looking and there's just so much more that's there and it's not that's at right. all the end. That's it's, right. It's like barely the middle. There's just an inordinate amount of stuff that just hasn't changed yet. A couple of examples that really inspired me were just thinking about education and universities. So Stanford University is a customer and they had to quickly pivot their whole process around basically, you know, student enrollment. And then later in the summer, how they welcomed you know, prospective students and had to, having to do all of that digitally and, you know, shift the game around that. And again, you would think that now with, with having that be a, a new avenue for how you communicate with your students and with your faculty, et cetera, you can imagine, again, like you said, how do you take advantage of that as a top tier university or any university to, to engage with your, with your community. The other one is just around, I've seen this both personally and I'm sure you have, is just examples of small independent entrepreneurs, whether that be in, in again, like fitness or in uh, therapy, family counseling, having to basically pivot their whole practice to be giving, you know, to giving out their expertise and their lessons or their, you know, you know, therapy or sessions, whatever, all online. Mm -hmm. And again, having to turn, you know, people who historically have not had to be, be digital leaders quickly into depending upon digital for their livelihood to be able to survive and hopefully then to thrive. So again, like you, like you're saying is I do think like it's not, we're not going back the acceleration of digital is here with us to stay. And I think the real question for us as digital leaders and technology leaders is how do we not lose our humanity? How do we make sure that our digital is showcasing who we are, our purpose as organizations, what we stand for, and making sure that we are amplifying what's you know beautiful and positive about humanity through digital? Mm. Um, but you know, again, digital is is going to be is going to be here with us to stay, and in, like you said, in an accelerating way. And there's so much more surface area for for how digital can help us and and to to complement humanity. So, I mean, when you say, you know, how it can help us express our humanity or how we can be more human, it, it implies that, and I don't disagree, uh, but it implies that there's a potential for it making us less human that maybe that and i don't know where you're going with it but i'm just guessing maybe it's that like over automation over dependence on sort of like computer decision making or algorithmic decision making i don't know if that's sort of what you meant but tell, tell me a bit more about what you meant and and how you think yeah, about so, that so I, human part of it yeah what I, I think is that to me you know human is always going to be greater than digital that that's my belief and being together in communities and having 
that sense around esprit de corps, whether that be, you know, different experiences that you have, and that's, that's, that's important. But then there's always going to be with, with our, the rise of, you know, global economy and internet taking kind of being a great equalizer around access to information and access to products and, and services. I think that's, that's good. At the same time, it also becomes incumbent upon us to make sure that we are as brands, as entrepreneurs, as companies, that we are very clear about, you know, what we, who we are, what we stand for, how our products are envisioned, and you know, kind of what are our core values as a as a business in a world of where I'm buying everything or you know having to be so dependent on online. How do I distinguish between brands? How do I distinguish between you know the companies that share my values? And I think it's incumbent upon us as corporations, companies, entrepreneurs you know, service providers to tell people and kind of showcase that humanity around what we believe in. For for example, for WP Engine, one of the things that's, you know, really important to us is to have a clear mission, to have a clear vision, and to be really transparent with our customers, our communities about what our core values are. Um, and we've just gone through an exercise inspired by both the pandemic as well as coming together with a company that we acquired in the summer of 2019 and just other things. It was kind of time for us to reevaluate our core values. And so we went through a process this fall to look at them with, through a fresh pair of eyes and, re, and renew them and rewrite them. Mm. And then putting that out there in terms of how you act digitally and consistent, consistently with your core values, you know, how you service your customers, how you help them, how you are a platform for your employees' growth. And, you know, right now for us, right, you know, it's a, there's a big debate going on in the world right now in technology around, you know, the, the balance between freedom of speech, the balance between the free and open web with, you know, what, you know, content or beliefs or views do you want to be associated with in your brand? And so I think back to humanity is like that, that sense around how you make people feel. And I think that your digital experience should mirror the human experience of your brand. I want to come back to the values in a second, because I know there's one particular I know that is a core value with WP Engine, and it has been for a while, which is this concept of, of giving back. And I, I might have misstated it on some yes. level, but I want to come back to that. But the other thing, I, as, as you were talking there, I was thinking also is, especially as you brought up sort of the open web and, and sort of the, some of the core values of the internet around freedom of speech and so forth, is that it strikes me that all of this innovation, while in a very difficult time, and I definitely don't want to discount how difficult the time has been for many and how fortunate many people are to have had less of a difficult time, and that, that's ultimately the health and safety of everyone's families is is, at the, is kind of at the core that all that really matters. But Going through all this, you do see somewhat of a return to the entrepreneur, the, I would say like the user-centered or user-driven entrepreneurship or innovation that we saw at the beginning of the web, which is like lots and lots and lots of regular people, not necessarily, mm -hmm. you know, who are taking the tools that they have available to them, whether it's hosting on WP Engine or a Zoom 
ability to use Zoom or Slack or however. YouTube. And even mm -hmm. YouTube, exactly. And like putting those pieces together and making it up and figuring out a way to like keep their livelihood going and make their business or their job better and serve their customers better. Absolutely. And that's like, that's kind of a core thing for what the web, you know, on a commercial level was, was about at the beginning and why it was so amazing. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's one of the things that just gets us, you know, so inspired, our team so inspired every day is the number of people that we know that we're helping them launch their business mm -hmm. or helping them with kind of extending their livelihood and safety net as as people and giving them different optionality for how they grow and build their business. And so that's a huge area of focus for us as we look, you know, and as we've been investing in the latter half of 2020 and into 2021 is adding new products and capabilities and services specifically for freelancers, for entrepreneurs, for, you know, small business owners, how can we help them more easily launch their business, have access to things like themes and plugins that are already kind of pre-built for different use cases so that it's really easy for them to find what they're looking for and launch that. And then for you know, whether if you're a freelancer or entrepreneur, which is a, you know, literally, you know, tens of thousands, you know, across the United States, hundreds of thousands across the world in terms of WordPress freelancers who are building their livelihood, working with and building web WordPress web websites for their, their clients, you know, of all different types. And one of the things that we've seen is we want to be a key part of helping them power that. How do we help them think about not only just building their websites, but running their business. So we're mm -hmm. launched new products specifically at helping freelancers grow and build their, their businesses using form our flywheel platform uh, in a new product called growth suite. So just, you know, again, for us, we, you know, that's a, that's a key segment for us that we're really um, doubling down on in terms of how do we help them grow and thrive during this time. And what are the things that small business owners are, are really needing and using today? Yeah, what we're seeing is they wanted to make, make it, basically they want to be able to see all of their clients together. Instead of managing multiple sites all over, they want to see kind of a portfolio approach, how they have all their you know, clients in one view, that they're able to then to easily templatize and reuse components. And so mm -hmm. having a library of assets and digital components they can you know easily use they can then for us to be able to help them with easily doing their billing and so they don't have to have the headaches of doing those kinds of things and so they can just really focus on delighting their clients you know launching and maintain, maintaining and managing their clients as well as being able to automate when you build a wordpress site typically you're using on average you know somewhere between 10 to 20 plugins 
And so we're helping our freelancers and, and agencies manage and keep those plugins um, up to date and secure. So those are kinds of things, just kind of like taking away a lot of the headaches and things that you might have to do and having them be able to focus more on their you know, time building sites and managing their customers. So let's talk a bit about some of the values you were, you were sharing there. And I, I specifically wanted to ask you about the, um, the idea of giving back. Is that, is that sort of, is that the right way that you describe it? At yes. WP Engine? And so I yes. guess my, my question, I think, you know, we talk a lot about this. It's, you know, here at the Webby Awards and I think in our industry in general, especially over the past year, it's something, one thing that I think about a lot is, and I think that's to your point, we used to buy things from companies and stores and we had a, in some cases, more real world interaction where we would see people and see how they ran their store. And we would mm -hmm. make some judgments about whether that was the kind of place that we wanted to buy from or be part of our community. That's right. And now we're making those judgments about digital things. And we have been for a long time, but it's, it's accelerating. How do you think about expressing to your customers the values that are important to you? And how do you land on something like giving back? Yeah, so so I think that you know the way I always think about core values are like an operating system for your business. So really, kind of like a framework for your decision making. The way you hold yourself accountable is it clear and understood by all employees, and then and then how you then would amplify your values through not only through your words but also through your actions. Um, and so I think having that consistency, you know, one of our core values is do the right thing. Mm. And it reads when it's right for the customer and right for the company and you're proud of your decision, you've done the right thing. We treat each other with kindness and respect, creating a safe place for everyone to thrive. We speak openly, transparently share results, forgive honest mistakes, act ethically and are excellent to each other. So to me like that, do the right thing is almost like a foundational value that our other ones live on top of. Mm. Um, and you talked about that. So I just think there's that sense around when companies can tell your, you, you, in terms of sharing that experience with your employees around, Hey, you're, this is our company and we're going to do things that, you know, we're proud of that you can, uh, you can act with a, a level of autonomy around doing what you think is right on our behalf. It's very freeing. Mm. And, open, and particularly for us, when we're, we're having literally thousands of interactions a day, you know, probably tens of interactions a day with, you know, with managing you know, 1.5 million websites and 150,000 customers around the globe. And so we want our employees to know, like, do onto your customer, do onto to the situation, to your teammate, as you would want to have done to you, or if you were running your business, how you'd want to be treated. And so I think that that kind of like, gives the freedom for there to be this operating system around how decisions are made and how things flow. And then around giving back, you know, we believe that great leaders give back and inspire others to do the same. So in the kind of the sense around that leadership is action, leadership is not a title or role or you know, position that anyone can be a leader because a leader is about how you act and how you come forth into the world. And a big part of our, of our history has been how we empower our team members to you know, determine in a grassroots fashion what's important to them and how we're going to make that what's important to them important to us and um, in terms of so giving back has been just kind of a, a kind of a key part of the fiber of WP Engine you know since our inception really and um, in in 2020 not only the COVID relief 
um, but also just we saw the need for more attention around social uh, justice and you know the, all the issues with racial inequality that were happening. You know, those are the kinds of things that really inspired our teams to rise up and to support organizations. You know, benefiting you know relief around the world like Doctors Without Borders or UNICEF, all the way to you know organizations like Black Girls Who Code, etc in the in the summertime in terms of you know helping to do that and then you know proud to partner with Black Lives Matter as both a customer and an organization that we are you know helping to support. So for us, you know, committed to give back. So last year we gave between our employees and, and the matching that the company did of employees over, you know, two hundred and seventy thousand dollars of it with an organization of only a thousand people, which is something I'm really proud of, of our employees, of their, you know, their passion and generosity to give back. That's amazing. How do you think about, you know, with a thousand people, there's a lot of causes, I guess is my question, right? Mm -hmm. How do you think about, yeah. you know, building consensus or, you know, nurturing consensus or how do you think about all those opinions going into, you can't do everything? Right, right. So our team has uh, kind of self-organized and it's always been employee led. So we have, you know, people who've you know, risen up and have kind of been supported by their peers to take leadership roles in our give back team and they each year reflect on kind of key thematic causes that they want to focus on and then if there's something that you know arises then you know they come together get input and surveys from our employees and then really distribute a lot of the kind of like taking a global approach and then a local approach so for example we've have thematically kind of an ongoing focus around youth and technology. Mm. We have an ongoing focus around hunger um, is an area. So there's just certain causes that all through the year and consistently year over year we're involved in and we find organizations both at a kind of a global level as well as organizations that kind of resonate with our employees, whether it be in Limerick, Ireland or in London or in Brisbane or in, in Omaha or Austin or, and beyond. And then, for example, when something like the pandemic hit, our team came together and like, how do we help? You know, we're so fortunate. We are seeing a rise in our business. We're seeing demand grow, but we're seeing so many of our friends and other people around us suffering a huge escalation of need for food bank uh, support. And so our team really just kind of said, hey, what can we do? And, and it basically took an approach to kind of turn it into a campaign that lasted through basically the spring and summer. And then we, then we as a company said, we'll match everything dollar for dollar and just kind of got everybody mobilized in that way. So kind of like I was just saying, it's like, it's both, you know, kind of things that are happening that, you know, that we feel like we need to rise to an occasion as well as just having those kind of ongoing causes. Yeah. I mean, as you can challenge I mean, I've been fortunate enough to meet some of your team in as far off places as Sydney. Uh, so I know you're, you are all over the world and, and, you know, I mean, where people are obviously affects what some part, at least some part That's of what right. they find important, what they care about. So it's a, it's a lot to, it's a lot of input for sure. Yes, it is. And just, again, just le leveraging, you know, leveraging digital, leveraging the ability. We know now we've been doing, you know, much more pulse inputs on how employees are doing, getting feedback on priorities around being in a virtual first environment, feedback on, for example, giving back. So just trying to make sure that we're, Things that we might normally do through have a lot of discourse. We're just trying to do it again, making sure that we're being as inclusionary as possible, but also swift in our in our decision making, so we can start to take action. You've been at WP Engine as we we're talking about since 2013. The company is 
grown and whether the size or not has grown, certainly the impact and the amount of sites and, and experiences that you host and the impact you've had overall on the internet has just grown. It's staggering since when you started. As I know on a much, much smaller scale, it was not necessarily the easiest year to lead a thousand people. Tell me about some of the no. challenges you faced and, and how you dealt with them and how you've all managed to continue to do such a great job in, in what has been a very difficult time. One, one of the things I would just say is this pandemic has been a place where I think where leaders have really needed to lean in around communications as well as around vulnerability and just opening up. And so, you know, just one of the things that I, you know, had to kind of, it's kind of crazy to admit, but it was true is that, you know, in March, on, you know, March 9th, March 10th, when we were saying making the difficult decisions to send everybody home and to work in a virtual mode, I had never used, really been a heavy Slack user, although the majority of our team was. And so I had to immediately adapt and say, I need to go where my team is and I've got to get on Slack. I've got to start communicating every day and telling people about the business, telling people about our priorities and also telling them just sharing my own personal experiences and doing things in a way that perhaps I might not in where, you know, where typically I'm in front of the company once a week mm. for, you know, 30 minutes and now being basically in front of the team 24 seven, 365 and giving updates. Yep. And so that was a big shift for me is in just thinking about how I communicate. And I think the, the other thing was, you know, there was a lot of fear, particularly through the spring and early summer. And then we saw the, the, you know, shift into, you know, a very dark time for, for us as, as, as humanity around a lot of the, you know, just the focus on racial injustice. So I kind of found myself both having to, um, as a leader, not only navigate through our, you know, our business and keeping things, you know, going and making sure we're delivering on the promise to our customers, but also making sure that we were creating safe places and um, really addressing head on how people were feeling. So that was another, just another kind of, you know, challenge for us. And I think then how we then shifted into really, I would say kind of leaning on and embracing our employee resource groups. So we have, you know, three major employee resource groups and we've, you know, very much like how we have, you know, employee led giving back uh, teams. We have employee led teams focused around LGBTQ, focus around women leadership and women allies, and then around really around BIPOC and employees and their, and their allies focusing on areas around, you know, social injustice and, you know, places where we've had inequalities historically. And so really I would say kind of embracing and helping to have our ERGs and our employees get more involved as leaders in, in those types of discussion was another thing that has been incredibly inspiring and to see how they've, how they have engaged and helped the company to have, you know, create those safe places and have that kind of room for dialogue and, and empathy. So I would say like for me, it's like really been around driving clarity, driving you know, consistency of communication and really kind of coming coming to the table with a sense of vulnerability as a leader has been, you know, has what's been guiding me over this last year. And how, how do you think, I mean, ultimately I know, I think everyone we, we talk to and I'm sure you talk to and just, you know, I think that there's lessons learned from how we can be more efficient about working. And, you know, while maybe like being a hundred percent remote isn't for everybody, there's certainly, there's certainly less, things to be learned from it and ways we can adapt moving forward once we are able to come back together. How, how do you think about that? And how has WP Engine 
adapted and, and sort of how do you think about one day when we can return to an office, how do you think that's going to impact the way you work in the future? Yeah, I would say that for us, we're going to really lean into the virtual virtual mode, and I you know there's a lot of you know talk around you know virtual only or hybrid approach, and I I would say that we're going to be kind of more towards that that angle versus going back fully to where we were before. What I've seen is is done is really unlocked a lot more flexibility, which is our employees are saying I'm being able to do more things in my personal life. I'm having to be able to be able to integrate my work and life easier and better, and that's something that I want to maintain in the future. I think the ability for us to really distribute information, where before a lot of we relied very heavily on face-to-face or, you know, um, I would call it synchronous events, where there was a, you know a particular event you had to be there, you got the information, and yes, but now just being able to do things asynchronously, recording everything. And distributing that through digital is, you know, our own, you know, our own intranets uh, powered on WP Engine, being able to do those types of things now. And I think also just the access that is really broken down the barriers around, you know, now through Slack at any time, 24-7, 365, not that employees couldn't do it before, but they know that I'm available. Their leaders are available. And that kind of accessibility to being able to kind of know things, have transparency, to you know, openly share what's happening with the business and address questions and concerns head on, I don't think is ever going back. And I really enjoy that level of dialogue and openness that I can have a conversation with somebody you know, in Limerick or in Poland or Australia versus having to go there you know, and, and feel like those kind of conversations can only happen in person. And so I think it's really for us, it's, it's been very powerful. And, and you know, we have, we've been very fortunate, again, for our business and just for our team and how we've been able to just really power through this. At the same time, it, it's, definitely, it's definitely still challenging. And I think the biggest challenge for us that we've seen is really around parents. So our folks that are, have, but where both parents work, where they have, you know, young or school-aged children that are very have very demanding schedules during the day. And so that's, again, where we're going to have to really lean into creativity around flexibility, perhaps shifting people's job you know, hours and just being much more focused on the results and outcome versus the you know, nine-to-five day. Um, so I think that's mm-hmm. our next novation that you know, I'm hoping for us to make is thinking about things in a more of a 24-hour cycle versus a nine-to-five cycle in your respective you know, time zone. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to be in this posture for, you know, this, we're, we're not going back. I mean, it really, at the end of the day, it puts the, it really puts the focus back on the beginning of our conversation around those values. Though, That's right? right. Because without those in place, it, it, none of it really holds together. That's exactly right. And I think just in, you know, empowering people and saying, we trust you, you're an owner, you, we believe, you know, that you're going to do the right thing. And, you know, let's, be clear about what we're focused on. What are what are you know? What is our vision? What is what does victory look like? I call it the four the four V's. What is what is our vision? Our you know our values. What does victory mean in terms of what we're trying to succeed towards? And then being vulnerable. And so if we're operating with that level of you know the four V's, then it helps everyone to you know to to adapt to this and embrace this new world. I do say though that we are going to be inv- we are investing in our shared spaces. So we we intend to have offices 
and for people to come back to and for them to be vibrant places for collaboration and innovation and you know hopefully hosting customers and education and the community mm -hmm. so we still believe in the power of spaces but we we see ourselves really embracing you know, you know virtual virtual mode of working last question before i let you go i've heard you've brought up vulnerability a lot and i just kind of want to ask you a little bit more about that before we end here uh, it seems like it's something that's important to you. Why, why do you think that showing vulnerability is such an asset or quality? Why is that an important quality? Yeah, well, I, I really believe that employees, you know, the biggest job as a leader is to build trust and, you know, to build trust in you in terms of your actions. And through that trust, you build, you know, commitment towards the shared, you know, values and vision and the goals that you're shooting for and get people aligned and associate, you know, to basically want to follow you. And a big part of being uh, somebody who you want to follow is, do I believe, you know, are you somebody who I think I can trust that I, that cares for me as a person that exemplifies the ethics that I think are important. And so to me, how you demonstrate and build trust is by being real we practice open book management. So if something good happens in the business, we're going to tell people. If something bad happens in the business, we're going to tell people. If, you know, there's something that's very, very challenging situation, like, you know, facing something and we don't know how to quite handle it, we're going to say, we don't know quite how to handle, how to handle this, but we're still thinking about it. But this is how it's making us feel. And then just personally for me as a leader to say, hey, I'm, I'm human just like you. I, I have the same you know, fears, anxieties about things happening in the world, but uh, we're in this together and, you know, let's, you know, let's fight through it. So I think just kind of making yourself, you know, be real builds people's trust. And I don't think vulnerability means you're weak. I think it actually means that you can be even more, have even more strength. Amen. Heather Brenner, thank you so much for joining us on the Webby podcast. It's been such a privilege to have you and to get a chance to talk to you. Thank you. Likewise, it's been a pleasure and so proud to be part of a partnership with the Webbies. Thanks so much to Heather for joining us on the Webby podcast. To learn more about the different capabilities of WP Engine, head over to WPEngine.com. Also, check out Crafted with Code. It's a collaborative showcase we produce in partnership with WP Engine that celebrates digital experiences honored at the Webby Awards and the stories behind the build. You can find that at webbyawards.com slash craftedwithcode. If you like the Webby podcast and want to support it, leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you really like it and you want to make my mom happy, leave us a review. For more information about the Webby Awards and how to enter, visit webbyawards.com. That's W-E-B-B-Y awards.com and on most social platforms at The Webby Awards. You can reach me on social at DMD Likes. Our producer is Taylor Griffin. Our editorial lead is Jordana Jarrett. Our editor is Terrence Brosnan. Music is Poddington Bear. Claire Graves is virtual and remote. I'm your host, David Michelle Davies, and this is The Webby Podcast.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.